1: Don't
2: change the channel unless, of course, you hate the sound of laughter. The Bob and Sherry Show
3: with Bob. You jumped on me and said it was my fault. And Sherry. That's what we do here. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Well, welcome to you. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Doc and Lamar. And we got Max. We got everybody in here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is show business at its best. And we're going to start out with something that Lamar says. I don't even know what this is. What is it that uh, you were looking at? Before we get started, every month we're choosing a deserving teacher to
4: send to Margaritaville Beach Resort down in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Nominate a teacher that you know is worthy of this at BobandSherry.com and help them to win a summer vacation from Visit Florida. I was scanning across the internet and I come up on this thing on TMZ Uh, A couple of years ago, an Amazon van got hit by a train, but they had not released the footage. And so Mm -hmm. they've got a camera. They've got a camera showing out the front of the van, but they've also got a camera showing into the van. So you can see the driver. So this driver's going down the road and he's out in the country and he's turning onto this road and he's crossing a train track. And as he crosses the train track and you can see him, Right as he gets right past the track or halfway across the track, this Amtrak train comes in. He hits the Amazon van, takes the whole back half of it, inches behind the seat he's sitting in, and shears it off. And in the video, you can see the train going by. And I mean the train is screaming. It's probably doing 60 or 70 miles an hour. And the guy is sitting there. The airbag deploys, hits him in the face. So he's sort of dazed. The rearview mirror is dangling, and it's just, and he's just sitting there and he's in shock. I mean, it's unbelievable. Then it flips and shows you the camera on the front where he's driving up the road, and you see him. He's looking at the train track, but he never sees the train coming. And he barely, I'm telling you, if he had been one second slower going over that track, We wouldn't even be talking about this. He would be dead. But I mean, he he survived. Yeah. He survived. He went on to the hospital, just, you know, whatever. But yeah, he, he, not a scratch, except probably, he's probably got some bruises on his face where the uh, airbag deployed. But it's the most unbelievable thing. I think it's it's one of the most
5: astonishing things I've ever seen, honestly. Really? really. Just think about what happened. And it is, you have to see it, you have to go to our Facebook and see it.
3: Yeah, go to Facebook. Uh, You know know what was the last thing that the engineer of the train saw? The Amazon smile.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is dark and sinister, but you're
3: right. It's true. That'd be right on on the uh, backside of the Amazon truck. That was the last thing that the engineer saw before. And you know, when the
4: engineer hit this, there's no way he thought this guy's alive. He has exactly to, when he hit it, he had to think as he's going, that's a dead man. That wouldn't have been his fault. It wouldn't have been his fault because the guy just pulled out in front of the train. But can you imagine how sick he would have felt and how happy always, he probably was when he found out the guy? I, was always,
1: alive?
0: Huh. I always think about the employees on these trains when this kind mm. of thing happens, because it happens way more often than you want it to. Yes. Right. It, mm-hmm. it happens yeah. a lot. And I think these poor people got up that morning and went to work never dreaming that this was going to happen and that they were going to carry that traumatic event for the rest of their lives. Because the train can't stop any faster than it stops.
4: Wow. I worked with a guy. I worked with a guy at Budweiser, and he he was in his pickup truck, and he is crossing a railroad track. And it was a lot of you know trees and stuff on each side, so you really couldn't see. And the train evidently didn't blow the horn. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He pulls up, and it hit him. And that wasn't going as fast as the Amtrak. It broadsided him, and it carried him down the track like wow. <gasps> uh, th- wow. three-quarters wow. of a mile. Three-quarters of a mile. And he lived. He lived. And, buddy, when he talked about it, he— When he told me about it, he got to come into work a couple of days later. He was a very emotional guy. Now, he was also a Green Beret. This guy was the most interesting character. Uh, But when he talked about it, he had big tears in his eyes. He said, I can't can't believe I'm alive. He said, when that thing hit me, he said, I I, I was sure I was dead. And he said, I wasn't sure I was alive until it finally quit. But it took him down the track, like I say, three quarters of a mile before they could stop
3: it. He (laughs) was a Green Beret. Green oh, Beret. Goodness.
4: Green Beret. That's how Listen, I'll tell you a real quick story about him. He, he When he was training for the Green Beret, uh, uh-huh. his final test is they took him out in a helicopter, four or five of them, and they dropped him out. On, they had to parachute into the jungle down in Florida, and they yeah. gave him in the middle, and they gave him three days to get out. And if they didn't get out in three days, they failed, and they would come out and get him. But they wouldn't come hunt you or nothing for three days, and he had to survive for three days with, uh, with a knife and a compass. Yeah. they have any snacks? Oh, yeah. No snacks. No snacks. Nothing. No snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he was a cool guy. Hey,
0: Lamar. Cool guy. Bob yeah. could not survive in a house without groceries for three days with only a knife and <laughs> a compass. And I say that with love.
3: That's the yeah. only thing that kept me out of the berets. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. weakness. It's, it's, a, it's a great uniform. It is. Mm-hmm. Cool hat, too. Yeah. Cool hat. Yeah. Hand. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's
0: right. Oh, uh, yeah,
3: that's the right.
5: coolest
1: of hats. Yeah. This is Bob and Jared. I'm enjoying
3: this. Okay.
1: Hand a hand
3: this is the
5: Ballad of the Cool by Sergeant Barry Sadler.
1: Courage, king. So so good. it's words. Bob and Sherry. A great
6: song. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate Happy Hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page.
3: Oh, it's just amazing how my mind works sometimes. I, sometimes I just
4: we say that all the time. Do
3: you? Do you really? <laughs> yes. yes you were just you were just talking about that horrific uh, train crash where, thank God, the guy was uh, was alive when the train hit the Amazon van. And for some reason, my mind just went to Honey Boo Boo because I I remember I didn't watch much of Honey Boo Boo, but I saw their house and it was right. And they made a big deal out of this. It was right by these train tracks, you know, because they wanted to they want to show the world that Honey Boo Boo and and the family did not have uh, have very much. Um, What what is going on with Honey Boo Boo these days? I haven't. Seen it, Honey Boo-Boo It's it. so
4: funny. It's so funny. It's so funny you brought this up. I came home the other night. I had done something. I came home the other night, and Carla's sitting here, got her leg up all wrapped up, you know, because she can't walk. And she's watching uh. TV, and I look on there, and she's watching. It's Mama June and Honey Boo Boo. I said, what are you doing? She said, well, I was talking on the phone, and I, I didn't change it, and I, I just started watching it. So, basically, I hadn't seen Honey Boo Boo and, and Mama June and Pumpkin and all those people uh, honey, uh, uh, sugar bear, and everybody hadn't seen them in years, and now sounds honey sounds is like you used to see them quite a bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, it's like a, it's sort of like a train wreck. You can't get but look at it when you drive by. Yeah, so yeah, so what's going but, on? But why? Right, honey Boo Boo is eighteen years old. She's graduating wow. high school. Okay, yeah, Mama she's June, grown up. Mama June, you know she she lost a whole bunch of weight and stuff but then she got on some drugs and she was doing some pretty, pretty hard drugs. And so the kids wouldn't have nothing to do with her. They hadn't seen her in a year. So she convinced them to meet and she got a, 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 a therapist to talk to them and everything. And she convinced them to meet. And since they were going to meet anyway, they went ahead and got cameras so that we could all see them meet for the first time. It was reality TV. And so the only way that pumpkin would talk to her pumpkin brought her own drug test. She gave it to uh, June and June had to go pee in the cup so that they could test it. And so we follow her to the bathroom and there's two cameras. Uh, Yes. And so the camera that we're seeing from is looking at this other camera and he is standing in the door of the bathroom Video, because Pumpkin said that she would cheat if they didn't video her peeing on the thing. Now we didn't see that. Thank goodness. That's not a not a video. Oh
1: our wow! Good <laughs> lord! Really? Yes. Well,
3: yes! thank thank God the show has raised its standards over the yes. uh, years. Yes.
4: And she did, pass, she did pass the test, so they all sat there, oh. and they had a little talk. They're all getting together, and, and, she, and yeah, she's yeah. got a new boyfriend, and they went oh. to see a baby. I mean, you know, Pumpkin was serious about this. So Pumpkin said, I'm out. If you fail that drug test, I'm out. Yeah. You'll never see me again. And right. um, Honey Boo Boo had a real hard talk with June because she said, you've missed my whole high school education. I graduated and you weren't true. there because you was on drugs. Yeah. It is true. You know? So they've had a hard life. They really, really have. But Sugar Bear, the, what's going Sugar Bear, on? Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. He was running around on Mama June and they got a divorce. Cause, cause oh, he, yeah. He, and, and you know, this is what got me. I didn't realize this about uh, Sugar Bear. He was not only running around with Mama June with other women, he was also running around on Mama June with other men. That caught oh, me, my attention because
5: I didn't say where sugar the Sugar bear name came from. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a listener, we had a listener one time say that he had summer teeth. And Bob says, what are summer teeth? And she said, some are there, some are
3: not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> You know,
1: how is
5: it
3: there are nice guys out there that can't get a woman? And and Sugar Bear has a woman plus side action on both both teams. Yeah. Jeez. It's
0: sad. (laughs) Wow. You know, it just shows you that attraction yeah. is a mysterious chemical force because it is. Sugar Bear, it is. Sugar Bear, could straight up pull. I mean, he was really, yeah, he was really pulling. And yeah. you look at him and you go, I don't see it, but yeah. he, it's not for us, right?
4: No,
3: yeah, no. that's right. It,
4: that's right. for somebody or, or for a few people. For Sh- Sugar Bear was magic. He was magic for some people so sugar bear us, has maybe. was
3: he in the show was, was sugar bear in the yeah, show is yeah. he, he finally got
4: because he had no sugar bear finally got to see honey boo boo he hadn't seen honey boo boo for a while because june wouldn't uh-huh. let him see her. and that's his daughter honey boo boo is his daughter but uh yeah june wouldn't allow him to see her but finally finally uh she agreed to and he was so excited he he grinned and grinned and grinned. Not very many teeth, but he grinned and I was grinned saying, I and wish he
3: wouldn't. Yeah, right. Well, it was right.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you
3: Lamar, for that update. Didn't expect that. did <laughs> you stayed with I, it.
4: I still stand More. by the fact I've never seen the Kardashians. I've never seen the Kardashians.
3: Okay. I stand we'll, by we'll that. You, I stand we'll give you by a that. Plus. Yeah, walk tall class.
0: my
1: friend walk <laughs> tall
0: <laughs> that is that is the slimmest amount of cover any man could have <laughs> so far today
1: <laughs>
0: Morons in the News is next it's Bob and Sherry Morons in the News is sponsored by
6: State Farm like a good neighbor State Farm is there are you ready we never seem to run out you're both morons Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry
3: well, this is a story out of the Midlands place in England. Here's the story. I'm just going to read it to you. They're stupid, there's extremely stupid, and then there's cementing your head inside a microwave stupid. Oh. Firefighters <laughs> wow. in this part of England said they were seriously unimpressed after five of them had to spend at least an hour dealing with a case that involved a 22-year-old man described as a YouTube prankster. He and his friends poured several bags of fast-hardening cement into an unplugged microwave oven they were using as a mold around the man's head, which was protected by a plastic bag. Firefighters said that by the time they were called, the man was stuck inside the microwave, his head, for about 90 minutes. His friends gave him an air tube to help oh him breathe, but things God. were not wow. going well. The whole concept was this would harden, the microwave would be used as the mold, and he would be a blockhead. Mission accomplished <laughs> <laughs> You idiot. The fire department said this guy could have died. He could have died.
0: But you have to agree. Oh my you've God. gotta give me this. They had a vision. They did. It was they a did. stupid vision. It was a dangerous vision. But they they were going to make him into a blockhead. Now, into it didn't occur to them blockhead. to use a, a cardboard box. Wouldn't that have been such a better idea?
3: One would think. One would think. That's right. Ah, well, sometimes you just have to use whatever is there. Lamar?
4: A 23-year-old man was arrested in southern Arizona after he allegedly stole a truck hauling over one million dollars worth of vehicles. The Cochise County Sheriff's Office, which sounds so cool, Cochise yeah. County. That's the, yeah. Yeah, he said yeah. the incident began at the Wilcox Love's truck stop after Isaiah Walker approached a driver about their truckload. As the victim entered the cab, Walker allegedly threw him out, got in the truck, he locked the door, and drove off with a truck that was carrying 10 Chevrolet C8 Corvettes. These bad boys is about $120,000 a pop. A deputy attempted to stop the stolen truck, but the suspect allegedly proceeded to drive recklessly on the roadway. The truck eventually came to a stop. Walker was taken into custody by the deputy and the Wilcox police and allegedly told investigators he stole the truck because he needed a way to get home. I assume an Uber was out of the question. I I just don't know what kind of... Excuse that is for stealing a car. I'm sorry. I, I needed to get home. Mm. Right. The sheriff's office said Walker is facing 11 counts of vehicle theft. So,
3: Mm-mm-mm. not good.
4: Not good.
3: Of all the cars. Well, yeah. Oh, my today's, gosh.
4: Yes,
0: today's moron of the day really thought he was pulling something off. Broke into a house in Pennsylvania. Uh, the house was broken into on February 6th. And this person made off with some jewelry and some silver dollars worth $20. And I don't even know how to do the math on this. 20 Zimbabwean $100 trillion bills. So back in the days of hyperinflation, the country of Zimbabwe issued trillion dollar bills. Now they're basically worthless um, you can collectors might pay ten dollars for one of these but for this burglar who saw that these were 100 trillion dollar bills they thought they were making off with I think this is like a million a billion a trillion a quadrillion 200 gazillion dollars of this
1: burglary. <laughs>
0: But the cops in Pennsylvania, they still haven't caught this person. They said, listen, don't feel too sad. He also got $30 in loose change. So between the silver dollars, the $30, and the stolen jewelry, this might have been a $100 heist. Not the 200 hundred gazillion-dollar heist he thought it was. And sir, let me just ask you, in all seriousness... Which 7-Eleven in Pittsburgh did you think you were going to pass off a $100 trillion Zimbabwean I know, I know. Use your noggin. And that is Morons in the News coming up. We have comedian Amber Autry. We've got a round of Bob and Sherry's small plates. And um, one of our great rock stars has announced he would like to meet the aliens. And this is the only rock star... It should be Earth's ambassador to the aliens. We have that all for you coming up. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: It's Love Month on Bob and Sherry. That's true. But even so, some of us are blue. Bob and Sherry have a way to take the blues away with a celebration just for you. It's a box with socks that are cozy. They're sure to warm up your teeny little toesies. A mask that will calm and moisturize your skin and the Bob and Sherry swag you've been dying to win. We also include some scone goddess scones, which will take the sting out of being alone. We've included delicious May Needhams, those cute little candies. With your free Netflix gift card, you'll definitely want them handy. It's a Me Party from the Scone Goddess, May Needhams, and the Bob and Sherry Show. We're picking a winner every day, so come on, don't be slow. You can register now for the Bob and Sherry Me Party package on the contest page at BobandSherry.com.
6: Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
4: In Cheddar Gorge, southwest England, archaeologists have found the remains of at least six individuals. Many of the bones were intentionally broken, and the fragments are covered in cut marks, the result of people using stone tools to separate them and remove the flesh. What's more, 42% of the bone fragments bear human teeth marks there is little doubt that the people who lived in the cave 14,700 years ago also practiced cannibalism. Today, cannibalism is a taboo subject in many societies. We see it as aberrant and it's clear in such films as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We associate it with zombies and psychopaths and serial killers and like the fictional Hannibal Lecter. You know, positive stories of cannibals are few and far between. But perhaps it is time to rethink this because despite our preconceptions evidence is accumulating that cannibalism was a common human behavior. Our ancestors have been eating each other for around a million years or more. In fact, it seems that down the ages around a fifth of societies have practiced cannibalism. While some of these people eaten may have been done you know just to survive in many cases, The reasons looked more complex. In places like Gow's Cave, for example, consuming the bodies of the dead seemed to have been part of a funeral ritual. Far from a monstrous affront to nature, cannibalism may be a way of showing respect and love for the dead, some archaeologists say. So maybe we need to rethink this thing. Maybe cannibalism is not so bad.
0: And Lamar, as Max and I discussed on an episode of our True Weird Stuff podcast, it's very keto friendly, you know? So if yeah. that's, if you're trying to get some carbs out of your diet and some sugar, cannibalism just, is not a bad way to go. Maybe I wouldn't have to put as much butter family. in my coffee
4: if I did that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can't give any more, Bob.
1: You can't, I can't let them give eat
3: any you. more. No, they cannot eat. Who? Anything. Hey, hey,
4: don't judge. Don't judge, even cannibals. That's right. This is Bob Landon's going to
0: call me later. No, wait, Lamar. Landon's going to call me later and go, I was talking to my dad and he says we can't eat him when he's gone. Is there any way you could talk to him about that? Because we would really like to eat dad. (laughs) And then I'll call Bob and go, Bob, you know, I was chatting with Landon. I think you're being selfish. You need to let those girls eat you after you're gone, okay? Let them just every last freaking bite. It's Bob and Sherry.
3: Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Nissan.
0: It is time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Amber Autry.
7: I just turned 30, which is a fine age, good age. My knees are still supple. I can still do this. So that's good. (laughs) I am ready to be the age where it's okay to be tired, though, you know? I want to be like my granny. You ask her to go to the store, she's like, I'm on oxygen. Do you want this to be the last thing I do? I'm like, wow, that's a good excuse. I'm gonna borrow that one, that's amazing. I share a birthday with my three-year-old nephew. At first, I didn't want to share a birthday with him, right? I'm like, I want my own birthday. And we're like, who's turning three and who's turning 30? But I got there and it was amazing because we had mimosas and a bounce house. Let's keep this going. Next year I want Light and Xanax, you know? Just no one knows which way is up or down. I love that. My sister was like, you're never watching him. I'm like, no, that's a solid choice, yeah. I shouldn't, that's a good choice. <laughs> I don't have any kids of my own, I, and I'm not ready for them, I know this, because right now I have two cats and on multiple occasions, I just forget to buy them food. <laughs> I'm just like, what do you mean you can't digest oatmeal? <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Kids are weird too, they do like strange things that I'm not very used to, you know, and like they can stare at you without blinking for a very long time. <laughs> I once had a kid stare at me so long that I thought I knew them in a past life. (laughs) I had to go up to them without creeping out their parents like, "'Aunt Judy, is that you? "'I swear I was gonna pay you back "'right before you died, I swear.' I grew up with a very good mom. I grew up with a single mom. Single mom's in here? All right, all right." They're like, that's all the energy I got, baby. Don't ask me to do any more. Grew up with a single mom, she was awesome. The best thing about my mom is that she never yelled at me. If she ever needed me to behave, she would lean in close and whisper, I'm not afraid to spank you in front of all these people. (laughs) I was like, oh, thank you for not yelling that in Walmart. Thank you. That's so nice. My mom doesn't drink that much anymore, but the other night she had two beers, which meant she was safely able to drive home from the passenger seat. (laughs) Love that. She insisted on putting the directions in her phone, even though I already had them in mine. So I was getting the directions relayed to me three times. (laughs) Once from my mom's phone, turn right on Gary Avenue. Once from my phone, turn right on Gary Avenue. And once from my mom, like, you're gonna wanna turn right on Gary Avenue. Right. (laughs) The worst part about this is that every messenger was pronouncing a different word wrong. So her phone was like, Sly Ryan, James like Berkeley." My phone was like, Sly Ryan, James like Berkeley." My mom was like, "Slide over, I'm gonna kill I'm like, "Okay, getting out of the car. Next stop, nursing home, mama." No, I'm just kidding. I would never take my mom to a nursing home. Those things are so expensive. Never be able to
0: afford that. That is comedian Amber Audrey. That is like the time uh, a few months ago that I drove in the car with my mom and my brother. So my brother puts the directions into his phone. My mom is trying to give him directions. My mom's friend, who's also in the car, is trying to give him directions. And my brother's like, my brother's like, I got this. You know, I put the directions in my phone and we're driving and my mom is looking out the window and she goes, well, I... I have never gone this way on this street. And my brother's like, but you've lived here for over 20 years. And my mom said, this just isn't the way I go. And my brother goes, but this is the most fast and direct route. And my mom goes, well, says you. And my brother goes, well, says Google. And my mother goes, well, what do they know? And that was what we talked about on the way to the
3: restaurant. You know, with We've- some people, it's just they've got one way to go. And even if it's longer, they go in that way. And that sounds like your mother.
0: That's the way they go. We're going to post Amber Autry up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab. Look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And while you're there, subscribe to the Bob and Sherry newsletter. We don't spam you. We send it out once a month and it's loaded with really fun stuff. Promise. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This
6: is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: You guys, I don't know what's happening to me. Maybe it's cabin fever, but, um, you know, typically, of course, I only watch sporting events that has Taylor Swift's boyfriend involved, so I don't pay a lot of attention to sports, even though I live with a sports maniac. So the other night, um, I finished doing some stuff, and I came into the living room, and Kev said, do you want to watch this with me? And it was A&E's biography, WWE Legends. And it was the documentary about the wrestler Goldberg. So, Goldberg played football for the University of Georgia Mighty Bulldogs, which is how Kevin knows him, right? So, because Kevin's a diehard Dogs fan. So, he's like, this guy, this guy played football for the Dogs. And then he played in the NFL, he played for the Panthers and I think one other team. And then he became a professional wrestler. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. I mean, it's one thing to watch the Ric Flair documentary. I know Rick. But now I'm just going to watch some random wrestler documentary. But I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, last night I made you watch uh, four episodes of Ancient Aliens on Netflix. So I guess it's fair. You owe them.
1: Yeah.
0: You guys, by the end of this show, I-, I was sitting on the couch rocking back and forth with tears rolling down my face. We have a clip. No. Yeah.
5: Not many people were privy to the transformation. Of Goldberg the human to Goldberg the character. So.
2: When you're a kid, you fantasize about powers. Goldberg hitting the spear, that's a power. When you get older, you care about overcoming adversity. Care about the substance of the character that defines the man, what he has been through to get to where he is. Colberg in the ring is the
4: ramped-up alter ego of Bill the person.
1: Twelve years, ladies and gentlemen.
4: It's being a superhero for the kids all around the world.
3: If a superhero is defined ultimately by the obstacles he or she overcomes
2: in the course of their journey,
3: Goldberg's legacy should be defined by the fact he overcame his biggest challenge.
0: this man thought of himself as a football player he was like a little bit reluctant about his wrestling career he was conflicted and yet he he came to find like that place inside himself where all of the pieces of who he was all of his skills and talents all of his weaknesses and soft spots came together in this career He was inducted into the wrestling hall of fame. He gave one of the most moving speeches I've ever seen in that kind of context. You meet his wife and his son and you see the grueling regimen of training that this man goes through day in and day out. And the way that the fans, the wrestling fans brought him to his knees he was so humbled and so grateful for the way this community embraced him. And he definitely, he definitely went through it. You know, he had some demons, but he came out on the other side. It is, it was such a powerful little documentary about someone that I had never given any thought to. Yeah. Go on. Yeah.
3: yeah. Can I, that, that does sound very moving. I'm just going to be honest. When I hear Goldberg, all I think about is Dr. Goldberg, my mother's podiatrist from years ago. I mean, Boss oh, is a real
0: different Goldberg.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the most unusual wrestling name.
0: It's his real name, Bill Goldberg. Oh yeah, yeah, is his and, real name, yeah, and right. all these other you know uh, people in the world of wrestling are in this documentary and talking about him. And the mm-hmm. way that it ends, I'm telling you, I was destroyed, destroyed. And wow. and I'm, I'm now like this giant Goldberg fan. It's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so good. Seriously. And you don't have to be a wrestling fan or a sportsy fan. Or, yeah, yeah. You just I have to it. be a human being with a functioning heart and soul. It was so, so right. good. All right, straight ahead. We have Bob and Sherry's small plates. It's Bob and Sherry. Small Plates is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people.
3: Three things top a list of the most popular things that make us happy. And those three things are a blue sky on a sunny day, seeing a beautiful landscape, and puppies. Those are the top three. I can't really argue with that. Nope. I really can't argue with any of that. I, I would add an adjunct to the puppies. When I see a big-headed dog with his head out of the window of a car and he's kind of smiling, that makes me feel so great. No, I I know I don't let Finn do that unless I'm it's going dangerous. 20 miles an hour. It's dangerous, yeah. but it looks so cool, though. They're having the best time. They're having the best time, and some yes. love it more than others. But if you get Darby one that can't it. get enough of it, Darby likes it. She will not do it. Oh no! She will not do it. Uh, no, very no. Uh, well, Virgo. That's,
0: that's because of all the um, effort that goes into her hairdo. She's a poodle. She to <laughs> stick that thing out the window. Yes. Not, she o- just got o- back not only, the only
3: that. <laughs> not only that, but the guy driving the car is going about 110 miles an hour half the time. So <laughs> yeah. that's a lot. Her eyes, will, that's a little weird. her
0: eyes will be scraped yeah. out. It's crazy.
3: <laughs> what do you think is the ideal age to start a family? ideal age today to start a family 28 sherry
0: 32
3: it is 26 Mm. i thought that was yeah that was a little you were close but everything i've read leads me to uh kind of go the way sherry was saying that that's what people have decided is a better thing to do wait wait a little bit longer
0: it's just so much harder now to get like to get out there and get yourself started Housing's so expensive
3: and yeah yeah i think uh, i was just reading an article
0: though that they want to um they want to take away the tax benefits for 401k so kids there's going to be lots of housing because everyone over 55 needs to just die You can't retire. There's not gonna be any money to retire. So you might as well just go ahead and die and gamble on whatever comes next. So sit tight. You'll be able to start those families in tenth grade before
1: you retire.
3: And those of you over fifty five, good luck to you. You know, thanks thanks for being here. Oh American tourists, American tourists. They have branded Stonehenge Boring. A North Carolina family said on TripAdvisor, try to just slow down and take a picture from the road without stopping. (laughs) Another person said, this person's name is Avery Gale of Montana. This place is boring. While a third reviewer added, who wants to pay nearly $50 to look at some 5,000-year-old rocks anyway? This
0: it's Stonehenge <laughs> not Fraggle Rock it doesn't do anything <laughs> it just stands there
4: what? Well, that, that makes that makes the pyramids a tourist trap <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you
3: know? exactly exactly I mean did, have you been to Stonehenge I think you have didn't you go yeah you? yeah oh
0: yeah, yeah.
3: you went with Lamar yeah 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 what did you th- what what did you think did you get out of the car or did you just slow down
4: <laughs> you know what I said look. We can stop for a couple of minutes. <laughs> what are you talking and that about? Was it? Oh my gosh! I mean, it was it was such a historic. I mean, I could sit yeah. there and look at the thing for. I mean, all day. Yes. Yes. All day? Really? Yes.
3: Really? yes. Really? Yes. The average couple spends how much time? How many hours a day in the same room? So you know, hey, we're not talking right about now, sleeping. We're not talking about sleeping, huh?
0: For me, it's roughly 24.
3: <laughs> well, these days, yeah, that's
0: I true. Think, I think I may be at 24 and a half.
3: <laughs> well, you, you both have this new career as visiting nurses. <laughs> so I don't know that that really counts. Yeah, uh, the hey, average- listen,
4: listen, they overestimated that travel nurse pay. I'll go ahead and tell you that. They overestimated oh, yeah. it.
3: <laughs> Not Not what you signed up for? Is that uh, what you're telling uh, me, my man? The average couple spends about four hours a day in the same room. Uh, Oh, we're way above average. Are you really?
4: Yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm good for probably six hours a day. Easy.
3: I'm probably four to six. Four to six.
0: Yeah, pre-COVID, that would have been true for me and Kevin. But yeah. like on a weekend, we are together for twenty-four solid hours. Yeah. On a oh, work yeah. day, we are together for seventeen to twenty solid <laughs> well, hours. Well,
3: he's not right next to you.
0: He's—is he in the same room right now? He's not right. Not next right to now. He, can't get he would far. gnaw his own. He would gnaw his own leg off if he had to listen to us yeah. every single day, all day, five days a week.
3: Once again, to the audience, thank you, and good We're luck to you. We're glad for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bob and
6: Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The podcast podcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
4: Well, I've got yet another airplane story to keep us on the ground. A commercial jet in <laughs> Belgrade, Serbia, struck a set of runway lights during takeoff, which punched a hole into its fuselage, And forced an emergency landing an hour later. Air Serbia flight JU-324, operated by a Greek carrier, uh, took off, headed for Germany, and began rolling for takeoff when it was halfway down the runway with 4,260 feet of space to accelerate. That's great, except for the E-195 that holds 132 seats typically needs 7,000 feet to take off comfortably. So we just knocked 40% right off of that. It's unclear why the jet started its takeoff with a short runway, but t- uh, but it was reported that the crew told flight traffic control, we're confident, we can do it, no problem. So as it started down the airport, the bottom of the fuselage hit part of the runway lights from the opposite runway, that's how low it was. It later made an emergency landing at the same airport, at 40 knots faster than usual because the flaps were not working because one of the wings hit the lights. The plane had a large hole in its fuselage, and parts of the aircraft body were shorn off from the left wing where it's uh, it's attached. The plane continued to go up for 20 minutes, even after sustaining heavy damage to an altitude of 6550 feet, then immediately began descending, looping around the area for the next 40 minutes before it could make an emergency landing. No one was seriously injured. Terrified, traumatized, scared for life, but not seriously injured. Injured. How confident are you in me? How confident is it with those people getting out of one plane and getting into the other one to take off again? I don't think I would have done it. I really don't. They know. better
3: be duking me some frequent flyer miles for that one. Yeah. Can Bob, Bob, and I,
0: woo, Bob and I would be Uber into the Greyhound station. Let <laughs> me tell you what. <laughs> yeah.
4: Can't Pitch say hunker. I blame you. P- this Pitch is hunker. Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry go. the
0: Max and I are Swifties, as you know. And so he said, came to me and goes, I found the coolest thing about Taylor Swift when she was just starting out. So how many years ago would this be, Max?
5: So the, the first thing, I have two pieces of sound. Which one do you want to play the TV report first or you do you want to do her singing when she was a kid in the Sound of Music on stage? Let's
0: do the Sound of Music first. So yeah, this is,
5: yeah. Taylor Swift is playing, of course she's playing Maria in, a sound, in the Sound of Music. She is a kid. She looks to be... I would say maybe 11 years old, somewhere in there. So this is a little bit of her singing on stage. The audio is not great, but you can hear her. Even with bad quality, you can tell the girl can sing. Yeah. Yeah. So so this... How would
3: you like to be the other girl that wanted the part, and you're going up against Taylor Swift?
0: Yeah, the person who becomes Taylor Swift. So
3: um, this is
5: this is hard to believe this is 20 years ago this is a news report about Taylor Swift before she released her first album so the local TV station went I think this girl's really talented the first thing she talks about in this and she's in high school and this is done at her high school now at this point she had modeled some and been on the cover of some magazines she's the first thing she talks about is her hair and then it goes into the rest of it so I'm just gonna let this roll
8: thanks I think it's too thin I need more hair
2: Hair talk at Hendersonville High is a serious subject for 15-year-old Taylor Swift, considering her hair and face are already in national magazine ads and coming soon to the cover of her first big record.
8: Everything that we should be, I'll bet she's beautiful, that girl that talks about her.
2: She came to Nashville last year writing her own songs, singing them, and hoping someone would like them. Toby Keith did. So much so that he just signed her to his new record label. That makes them partners.
7: You're in the room with him and you can feel it. There's a power there and you're just like, oh my God. So I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I won't see him and be like, oh my God, that's Toby Keith. But you were just a
2: temporary We visited Taylor a year ago at Hendersonville High when we thought her talent was
7: special.
2: Now, a year later, Music Row agrees. Her first record comes out in a few months. She'll tour and start the career she says she's been working for her entire life, all 15 years of it.
7: Most people find out what they're going to do when they're in college, and that's great, you know? But I guess for me, it just came a little earlier, and I'm so thankful for that because this happens to be a dream come true for me.
2: A dream that comes with her own soundtrack.
0: (laughs) She's Wow.
3: (laughs) That was a good reporter. He did a good job with that. You know know what I noticed? Obviously, beside the singing... Um, talking to an adult at that age, she had such poise. Oh yeah, yeah, such yeah. poise, poise, that's, and
5: focus, and talent, yeah, yeah. and
3: oh right. my god, that's right.
0: It's wild, you know. We don't have um, we don't have that kind of uh, background stuff on a lot of big stars because right. they were pre digital, pre internet when they were kids, mm-hmm. but Taylor Swift's a millennial. That mm-hmm. kid was born digital. So
1: yeah, we have right. all, all of there. these
0: artifacts going all the way back. It's just fascinating. We'll get that's that true. posted up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook coming up. Please. We beg you. Do not ask these questions. Any of them
6: on your first date. It's Bob and Sherry instant access to the podcast, podcast and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app.
3: Ozzy Osbourne is desperate to meet an alien. The Black Sabbath legend <laughs> oh, yeah, and his wife so Sharon were discussing on their podcast if they would prefer a zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion. And Ozzy said, Alien invasion. I've had a kind of zombie apocalypse. I've had it already. But you know, they go on and on about aliens. Why does he have to have a body like we have? It could be something completely different. And Ozzy is right. But what jumped out at me is, Ozzy Osbourne is desperate to meet an alien. Suppose the aliens <laughs> are out there. They're <laughs> monitoring us, right? And they're going, you know, we need to uh, we need to uh, embrace this this culture, this civilization. Let's let's start with people who are interested in meeting us, and they find Ozzy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want a burrito, Jack? Sure. No, no.
7: I mean. do, you, do you
6: like spicy or non-spicy? No man. No, 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 no. yeah, what are you guys do you, do you like spicy or non-spicy? Did non-spicy. Did Jack know
7: that you guys were
6: coming here? I'm talking. Oh, wait, Dad, we only spoken to by 9,000 people here. Oh, right now. I'm, 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 I'm just asking. No, I said, no, spicy. Actually,
5: I actually don't want a burrito. I just ate yeah. earlier.
6: Oh, f- no, man. No. I'm, I'm going to buy two. One in the fridge for later on. Well, why don't you just play three and then
3: just sit there with Jack? No, no, no. i am one in my, one in my freezer in my room. <laughs> um, I, they're either going to uh, annihilate us or move on to another planet, hey. one or the other. Perhaps he's
5: already speaking alien.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We don't, right. we don't
4: They understand him. They understand him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't like reality TV shows. I don't watch any of them. But um, what I used to watch that one every now and then. That was really groundbreaking in a lot of ways. First of all, the (laughs) language. And secondly, I think that was the first one where a dog was one of the co-stars. And the dog was always going in the kitchen. You know, it was always some disgusting thing the little bulldog was doing. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you know, every one of those shows has a dog or more dogs.
0: Here's the thing that I loved about that particular detail in the Osborne so in real life, that is how people live. People have dogs and the dogs do bad things, right? And and you're always right. so embarrassed. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yep. We've tried yep. so hard to house train this dog. Little Mr. Tinkles is just a bad boy. In real life, your dog is going in the house. Now, I know for some people that never happens, but for a lot of us, that's just reality. Who are these people? And the Osborne's... <laughs> Yeah, the Osborne's was, yeah, was the first show. <laughs> yeah, the Osborne's was the first to show us to, do, that, to yeah. show that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that exactly happens. right. That's exactly right. It's it's so interesting. Look what he's done to his brain over the years with drugs and alcohol and all of this and he's still here. <laughs> you know. He's still I know, here and- <laughs> whereas we lost a very good friend who didn't drink. He went to church every Sunday and he died way too young. You just go, how does that happen? And I guess it's the it's the luck of the dice or it's genes or whatever.
0: And yet I know people who are like, oh, I cannot, I'm, I can't remember anything. I should have eaten more blueberries. Really? Have you seen right. Ozzy? You're fine. You're good.
3: I know. <laughs> it's okay. I know. I know. I know. Well, he's still out there with Sharon. The two of them, you know, after the... Uh, infidelities and everything else and the drugs and her picking him up and and all of the health issues that she's had they're still together with a podcast I bet I bet that's a hoot to listen to those two those two talking it's Bob and Sherry can you believe this is sponsored by Avatar the last airbender on Netflix February 22nd you read it once
5: I don't believe that and then you read it again I can't believe it it's Bob and Cherry's. Believe this. Shit. I believe
0: this. Shit. It's been a minute since um, most of us in this room have been on a first date, and so you know, reading this article about the absolute worst questions to ask on a first date, and I thought to myself, who would ask these? And then I realized a lot of people, or this wouldn't be news. So I'm going to run some of these by you. Because I can't – and you have to confess, okay? You have to fess up if you are guilty of asking one of these questions. Deal? Everybody Mm going to confess? Yeah. 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 All right. Sure. Yeah. 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 This, I think – this has got to be the single worst question that you could ever ask somebody on a first date, and that is, oh, why are you still single?
3: Oh, yeah. Mm. I've never done that. No.
5: no. I've never done that.
0: Why would you – For
5: fear of having to answer that myself.
0: Yeah, like (laughs) – I ask you first, if, I ask you first. <laughs> and if somebody asked you that, what would you even say? It feels like such, um. it feels very judgy and like a weird, rude attack. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. It's it very judgy. Way.
3: Yeah, it's a little, it's too aggressive on a first date. I could see down the road. So, you know, you've had like five or six, ten dates or something. You're kind of becoming a thing. So why are you still single? I'm just, you're an interesting person. You know? I could see then. But not, or right maybe
0: away. like, maybe like. So tell me, you why why is it you've never gotten married, right? Or something like that. But not on the first date. There you are. You're at the Red Lobster. It's Shrimp Fest. Here come the Cheddar Bay biscuits. Why are you single? Like, it just is so aggressive. I think I'm i still single one, because
3: I go to pick them up for the second date, and I'm told they moved.
4: <laughs>
0: uh, R R, R
4: R. I was. I have been waiting on you.
0: Oh, player. Ooh, Look that's dangerous. Uh, does oh, that's that work so, on uh, a first date, or does that sound no, awfully like no. red flag? Nobody,
4: nobody's <laughs> ever asked me the question. If, listen, if you're stupid enough to ask me that question, I'm stupid enough to give you that answer. <laughs> yeah, well, that answer,
3: what you're saying with that answer is that you could be the one. And suppose that person is not the one after two or three dates. You've already you've already kind of set yourself up as the guy. I've yeah. moved before. I'm not above moving again.
4: It's not that big a deal.
3: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> what? T- here's another one you shouldn't ask. What dating apps are you on? Well, that is not any of your business. And also, that is a weird, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe uh, you met on a dating app, but, but no. Th- I can tell you right impressive.
3: away. I can tell you right away, having been around a lot of young women in my house who are now Entering the adult world, I can tell you that as soon as one of them starts dating somebody, all of the dating apps are checked.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Right I mean, you're away. Gonna do,
0: you're yeah. going to do a deep investigative dive on the person that you're seeing. Um, mm-hmm. Here's one that uh, both Max and I have asked on a first date, and we can tell you it doesn't go well. And the question is, you're not crazy,
3: are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Is that not the most important question that you could ask? But you can't ask it like that. You really can't. You just have it to can. figure it out. And sometimes yeah. it takes a while. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not talking about mental illness here, really. I'm I'm just talking about there are some people that are just kind of nutty. And yeah. boy, oh, boy, they can really kind of, you know, take jack you to crazy town. Life. Yeah, and jack um, your life around. Really? Did this this
0: <laughs> this next question will have you excusing yourself to the restroom and climbing through a window and calling an Uber. Are you ready? It's a first date. So where do you see this relationship going? Mm. Oh, Out the window please. of the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean come on like you that is just you know
5: I had somebody ask me that on a second date and this was this was the woman who uh worked a crossword puzzle with me as a way of testing my intelligence and told me so what did she do
0: again
5: she she was working it was like we went to brunch like like the second date was like a brunch and so we had the paper and she's working yeah. the crossword puzzle, and she's asking me things to see if I know. And she said, "I'm just che- I'm checking your t- t- your intellect to see if you can keep up."
0: Oh my God, Max, you're a big guy. How did you fit through the bathroom window? Like, did you have to did you have to lube it up with some soap? Like, how
5: did Sherry, you? Stay? Sherry, I decided to give it one more day just in case.
2: <laughs> you know.
3: Did you pass the
5: test? Apparently, I did, yes. Because she went on the third date,
3: I don't think she would have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I kind of yeah. went, ah,
5: ha, ha, that's kind of cute and funny. I but-
3: mean, it's one of those things that you would pick up after two or three dates, whether or not it's um, a person whose intellect is compatible with yours. Oh, it's, that is so rude.
0: <sighs> yeah. That is so rude. I'm going to get – we'll post all – there's a bunch more of these. We will post all of them on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Just trust us. Don't say – Are you crazy? Because that doesn't go well. We know. It's Bob and Sherry.
2: True. Weird. Stuff. She had it all. Money. Her name in the headlines. Eight different husbands. Was she a free spirit? An impulsive woman in love with love? The life of Moni I Lindley ended in the same way she lived it. In a blaze of glory. True. Weird.
0: Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts.
6: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandcherry.com.
3: So if I may, for just a minute, I give you an update on my life and how uh, I'm Please. instituting things to make my life a little bit better Please. and not as, not as stressful? Okay, so... The deal is this. I have incorporated two new things into my life. One of them is to say to myself at certain times, your ego is not your amigo. You remember we were talking about that. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, me too. I do. You know, I, I haven't used that very much, but I still have it in the back of my mind. And the other thing is to remember about what Jay Leno said to very nervous comics the first time on The Tonight Show. He would go into the green room and he would say, you're nervous, huh? Just say this, I'm glad I'm here. Just say, I'm glad I'm here. And a lot of the comics, they would say, I'm glad I'm here. I'm going to be on The Tonight Show. And evidently would calm their nerves. I've been, I've been doing that lately. Like we went to a party and met a lot of people that I did not know, or a couple of them maybe, And I'm not really good in those situations. And I started to get tense. And as we were walking up the steps, I said, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here. And you know what? It worked a little bit. And I've done it in a couple of other situations. And, And later today, I got another shot at it because Mary and I are going to the accountant. And it's a very stressful thing because I never have all the stuff I'm supposed to have. And I worry about how much do I have to pay back? Is it, uh, am I I getting into Mary's business too much with what we owe, if we owe something? I am just going to say when I sit down in that office with the cheap chairs and the rectangular desk and the pictures of the lighthouses, I'm just going to say, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here. I couldn't do it alone. I'm I'm lucky to have it.
0: I'm going to use that when I go to prison for my taxes because I just can't, I can't face it anymore. It's exhausting and confusing and I don't know what to do. So I've just decided to do a little bit of relaxing time. And when they process me through, I'm going to say, I'm glad I'm here.
3: I'm I'm glad glad I'm here. here. There you go. There you go. All right. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the
5: Bob and Sherry Archive Vault.
3: Charlene, Charlene, hi. How are you?
8: doing fine. you doing all
3: right? Oh, just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> just fine. Give me a moment to collect my thoughts here, Charlene. My partner just uh, said something to me that I think was good.
0: It was. I have Aren't very... you glad
3: you gave up smoking <laughs> based on all. Because you your can't. How many disgusting habits can disgust... a right, it have? How many disgusting habits can a man have? It's good that you gave up.
0: That was the worst one. And you gave up the worst one. That was a sacrifice.
3: Yeah. Well, Charlene, now it's over to you. You've been married five times.
0: Yeah. Where did you Good meet? Good for you. Where did you meet these five husbands?
8: Okay, the first four was met in a bar. Okay. Okay, and I, I didn't rock them after they sobered up. They were, they were really obnoxious, and it didn't work. The last husband I've got, I met him at a sale barn, and we're still married today. You, you met, met him where? A sale barn.
3: Uh, a a sale barn.
8: Auction barn, rather. Uh, oh, an
1: auction, auction barn. barn.
5: Okay. I have been to a sale barn.
3: Yeah. Okay. How much you get? For, how much you pay for him? <laughs> um, I can't tell you that. <laughs> uh, it was
0: late in the evening. He was part of a box lot.
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look what I got—a safe and a husband. <laughs> So Charl-
0: China. It was a, it was a good deal.
3: Charlene, you were okay with the first four as long as they, you know, were were drinking a lot because they were a lot of fun. But as soon as they sobered up, they became kind of a downer, or what?
8: Oh, uh, they just didn't act right. That the one they they were better drunk than they were sober.
3: Wow. What does
0: that say about a man? nothing good? No, sir. Mm.
3: So they were kind of just mean when they were when they were straight. Huh?
8: How long did those
0: marriages last on average?
8: Oh, the first one lasted about three years. The second one lasted six months. The third one lasted a year and a half, and the fourth one lasted about seven years.
0: Okay, and how hmm. about um how about the one you bought at the sale barn? How long's that been going strong?
8: I've had him for fifteen years.
0: See, right. very good. So when you heard these these uh, statistics about meeting in bars, you didn't have any argument with that at all, did you?
8: no it's true i
3: do believe it's true hey hey charlene let's let's go as fast as you can name the five husbands and their birth dates
8: i can name them but their birthdays i can't tell you
3: okay name them and... oh i've got an
0: idea i've got an... name them and tell us real quickly the best thing about each one
8: okay rick the best thing about him he had a really good personality
3: okay that's number
0: one.
8: Johnny.
3: Who? What was his name?
8: Arnie. There ain't nothing good about Donnie.
3: There was nothing good about Donnie. Donnie.
0: Nothing good about Donnie? Nothing good about Donnie. That sounds Donnie. like the title of a country music song. There's There's nothing, nothing good about, good about Donnie. Donnie. The Dixie Chicks. Or a Chicks. movie. Yeah.
3: Or a movie. There's
0: nothing good about Donnie. Okay, All right. Num- Number
8: three. Donnie was really sweet. He was really kind and really thoughtful. Okay. And when he sobered up, he got
3: made. Okay. All right. All right. Number three.
8: That was Donnie.
3: Take, said, your t- uh, take your time. Number, number four? No, number three. We didn't get number <laughs> Who's three.
8: Who's
3: number three? <laughs> number three was Sonny. Sonny. Oh, Sonny. Oh,
0: so you had Rick, Donnie, and Sonny. <laughs> Sonny was really was sweet and sweet. kind. Yes, yeah, Unless was he was sober. And I, there was nothing good about Donnie. These right. do
5: sound like the names of guys you'd meet in a bar. They though. do. Yeah. Okay,
8: so number four? Number four was Mitch. Mitch.
3: Mitch.
5: Mitch.
8: What was well, good about Mitch? Last, it didn't last long, but you know... He had a good personality and, you know, and when he sobered up, you know, it was like he was mad at the world and
0: so.
3: Who is the best lover? Who is the best lover?
8: The one I
0: have now. The The one you have now. What's the, and the fifth husband's name, what is his name? Larry. Larry. So Rick, Donnie, Sonny, Mitch, (laughs) and Larry. It sounds like the five stooges. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Nothing good about Donnie. And Larry's the Uh, best lover.
3: You're the best, Charlene. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, hon.
8: Love y'all so Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I laughed from the time uh. I was listening to it till, till I saw. Sign up for our
6: newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. To get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. All month we're celebrating single people at BobandSherry.com.
0: Why don't you go over there right now and enter to win a Me Party Box from the Scone Goddess and Maine Needhams.
3: All of the terrific managers and the program people throughout our um, little empire. We love them all very very much and you know it hasn't always been that way at the old station like we like to refer to it. There is a couple of programming guys that we just did not get along with. One of them was sweaty. maybe if you're a regular listener, remember he would he would burst into like a Bob and cherry meeting. You know, with nothing to do with him at all, and just take over, standing up and walking around the table while we're sitting there, standing up, like 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 he's Patton, about to uh, tell us about the latest attack that we're going to have, and he gives us these stupid ideas. Bob and Sherry Television, you may not know, but television promotes their programs as much as a week in advance. I think we can learn from television. So you want me to promote to our audience who are busy people and they're in traffic listening to us that seven days from now <laughs> at eight I'm going to tell a story about growing up in old line and that's must hear radio. Is that, is that what, I mean, he was just saying these really stupid things. I wish that I had read this article before he left. Listen to this, a nap during the day doesn't just be tiredness, but actually improves the brain's ability to absorb new information. I wish I'd known that you and I, because let's face it, we were kind of a pain sometimes. We get ready, we're about to go into one of Sweaty's infamous staff meetings where he's going to uh, impart his programming philosophy. So what we should should have done was go to our own offices and taken a nap. And then they can't find us. So Sweaty's going through the halls. Where, where are Bob and Sherry? I have a meeting scheduled. They're supposed to be at the meeting. I don't know. I, I think they're still down in their office. And he comes down. And there we are sleeping, right, in the office. Hey, hey, what's going on? Oh, oh Sweaty, we just want to have the brain ability to absorb your new information.
1: I just
0: want to take it all in. (laughs) Take it all in.
3: I look back on some of those days and I just go, I'll never have that time back. It was so freaking meaningless.
0: I will say that um, my children kept me in line because it was their insistence on eating like every day, every day multiple times a day and needing shelter that kept me from going the you say, for the exit (laughs) so many times.
3: Yeah. It's, it's so, you know, it's not just us though. Can you imagine how many people listening right now just don't dig what they're doing and may even, I'm not saying there's a majority of people, but there's probably a minority that uh, of people that just hate what they're doing but they, they've got to pay for the kids' food. You know? That's the thing. Once once you have children, once you have children and, and they are a blessing, but all of a sudden you really become an adult because you've got to make some decisions that sometimes you don't like.
0: Well, especially if you are an adult whose own parents did not choose that. Like yeah. you think that my father, GFL do you think he suffered one minute of disrespect or discomfort because he had kids? Absolutely not. You know? And so as a child, and I think this is very true for you too, Bob, although your parents weren't insane, but your life was chaotic and unstable. You, you know, you would literally go to school one day and then the next day you'd be living in a different town, starting a new school. When you grow up like that, You can go a lot of different ways, but the way that you and I both went, which is an interesting coincidence, is hyper-responsible, hyper-focused hyper hyper on there will be food and shelter. You will have shoes, right? Because we didn't have that kind of security when we were kids. But there were – you want to talk about time you can't get back, and this is true for every single person listening. You drive into this place that you have to go and give your best hours and your best energy and your best effort. Your family and the people you love get crumbs because this job gets the best of you. And then they do these insane, carny things. And you're like, please, sir, can I have another? (laughs) Please, sir, can I have another? I know.
1: I know. Now,
3: some meetings are necessary and information that's important is imparted. I I get that. It's not all that. But (laughs) I just wish Sweaty had looked over some sort of a plan, right?
0: Heather, who we work with, sent me um, a screenshot of a meme a few days ago. You know the meme, this meeting could have been an email?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: She sent me, this email could
6: have been a fist fight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great flip on that. This is Bob and Sherry.
6: It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast.
0: One of our listeners um, sent me this and I didn't see it in time for like President's Day, but it cracked me up. And so I thought we could talk about it here. It's um all of the favorite foods of every United States president. So I thought we could just run through some of those because I don't know about y'all, but I read cookbooks for fun and look at recipes for entertainment. Like, I think this is really interesting. Harry I want to Truman, know what
3: Benjamin Harrison was eating and enjoying. <laughs> I do.
0: Harry Truman, um, his favorite food was his mama's fried chicken nobody else's fried chicken but his mom is Mm -hmm. fried chicken and apparently um, as he got older he acquired a taste for meatloaf now this next one i think is going to surprise you because you might have thought maybe that it wasn't invented yet but thomas jefferson's favorite food was mac and cheese you're kidding no aren't you surprised yeah Yeah. mac and cheese he called it by its french name which is apparently where he discovered it but Still, I mean, if you would have said to me, when was mac and cheese invented, I would have maybe thought a little after Thomas Jefferson.
3: John I think, I think it I think it was uh, in France because I read this bio of Jefferson. He was such an amazing intellect. He gets on the ship to sail to France to represent the United States, I believe, as an ambassador. He learned French and could speak fluently by the time the ship arrived. Now, that, you know, was a long... Sh- a long still. voyage, but still,
0: still. Well, of course, he didn't have a, his a phone to play games on, so he had fewer distractions. Yeah, he'd do Where's something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about Jefferson, and we talked about this. I don't know a few weeks ago on the show. He hated formal clothing and preferred to wear his pajamas. Now, he had fancy pajamas because it's Thomas Jefferson back in the day. But when you yeah. think about Thomas Jefferson. Lounging in his pajamas and eating mac and cheese. The difference between him and my niece, Brittany, is very small. (laughs) Very small.
1: (laughs) The family is so
0: proud. Now, John Quincy Adams, his favorite food was fresh fruit. And before you go, oh, boring, please remember that John Quincy Adams was born in 1767 when we didn't have, like, a Publix where you could get fresh fruit any just the whole time you pleased. Like, the man actually planted all sorts of fruit trees around the white house because he wanted to eat some fruit
1: Um, William
0: William Taft his favorite food was a big old 12 ounce steak and he ate one are you ready one for breakfast one for lunch and two for dinner every single day and do you know what he's infamous for
5: he was our heaviest president
0: ding 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 yep
5: is no. that right? He once got stuck no in the kidding. bathtub in the White House? <laughs> Didn't yeah. really. That's for real. that did happen.
0: No, it's true. It's true. Well, bless, I mean, that was a lot of beef the man was putting away. Um, let's see Theodore Roosevelt like fried chicken and gravy. Obama was all about cheeseburgers. Franklin Pierce like New Hampshire style fried apple pies and he brought um, brought that into the White House. And it kind of stuck for a long time in the White House cookbook. Martin Van Buren, I don't know anything about him, but he was all about apples. Just He could not eat enough apples, which is something that whats his head Taft should have considered with all the <laughs> right. steaks he was putting away. Right. Abraham Lincoln's favorite food was chicken fricassee. John Adams liked cheddar cheese from New England. Zachary Taylor was crazy about cherries. Um, William Henry Harrison could not get enough fresh vegetables. Current President Biden, his favorite food is ice cream. Millard Fillmore. I don't know a lot about Millard Fillmore, but the fact that his favorite food is soup, I don't know. It just fits, doesn't it, with his name? Yeah. Millard it does. Fillmore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show that used to make fun of Millard Fillmore? Millard Fillmore? As, as, yeah, as being you know just the most boring person to ever... Inhabit the Oval Office, I think it was. He was a punchline for some comedians years ago.
0: Well, apparently, not only was soup his favorite food, but his last words allegedly were about a bowl of soup. He said, "The nourishment is palatable," which also seems right on brand for Miller yeah, and Fillmore. That's right. Um, that's right. William McKinley. Um, He was famous for eating these enormous breakfasts, and one of the things that he liked to eat every day became known as the McKinley omelet, but it wasn't an omelet at all. It was like a whole casserole that he would cram down his presidential maw. George Washington liked hoe cakes and honey, and Calvin Coolidge, silent cow, liked pickles. Those were his favorite thing in the world to eat, which it's again perfect. also kind of fits, doesn't it? it? Is yeah. Perfect.
3: Wow. Yeah. Well, McKinley it's... wasn't killed by his diet, but fate did come.
0: It got him, yeah. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Just in time for Love Month at the Bob and Cherry store, we have plush animals wearing a Bob and Sherry caricature shirt. We have bunnies, Bears, jaguars, lions, and pandas, oh my! If you'd like to pick up one for the love in your life, or you want to get one for yourself, all you have to do is go on over to the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the Shop tab at BobandSherry.com.
6: Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Just a little bit ago, we
0: were talking about the favorite foods of the U.S. president's This is a wild story. So President James Buchanan was into butter. I mean, he (laughs) was into butter. But he only liked butter made from this one creamery in Philadelphia. And he had it shipped to the White House in locked brass kettles. Because he didn't want anybody getting into his butter. And then as the kettles would get emptied out and cleaned, they were eventually used... To pass secret messages, isn't that interesting? Bill huh. Clinton's favorite food was an egg McMuffin, and buddy, that just seems to fit. I don't know,
3: yeah. Gerald. Ford. Yeah, just keep moving, dog. Just keep moving. Yeah.
0: Gerald Ford liked pot roast. Franklin Delano Roosevelt liked scrambled eggs with hot dogs. Who hurt you, sir? Uh, what happened? I know. To that's you? surprising. Oh my! Coming God. from
3: that background, it is.
0: Rutherford Hayes liked pancakes made out of cornmeal. This next one won't shock you. JFK was into New England fish chowder. Jimmy Carter loved his grits. Ulysses S. Grant liked rice pudding flavored with lemon. Uh, that shocks That's me. Like,
1: That's yeah, I just odd. didn't yeah. see that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, w, George W. Bush liked cheeseburger pizza. That's ground beef, bacon, tomatoes, cheese, pickles. Yeah. Ketchup yeah. and mustard mm-hmm. on a pizza crust. I can crust. see
3: that. I can see that with
1: him.
0: Herbert Hoover enjoyed sweet potato casserole with uh, marshmallows. Warren G. Harding was all about knockwurst. Lyndon B. Johnson liked extra spicy deer sausage. Hey, LBJ, maybe that's why you were in the White House bathroom so much. <laughs> so of, much. Yeah. That
1: <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: John Tyler loved sweets. And he had this Favorite kind of pie that was basically sugar pie. It was a pie made of sugar. And eventually it got a new name, Tyler's Puddin Pie, and he would serve it to any guests who came to the White House. Isn't that adorable?
3: Is Tyler's that with the expression pudding pie? Pudding pie. Puddin pie? Puddin pie Come here, little Pudding yeah, pie. Little yeah, pudding yeah, pie. Yeah. Right.
0: It's Bob and Cherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening